Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. Chris Sasser here, and we are having part two of a conversation uh, about the merciful path of repentance. The reality is that um, we all deal with sin, and we all believe that it's a hard topic to talk about, especially if anybody wants to ask us about our own sin. I'll talk about yours, but I don't want to talk about mine, right? Uh, but it is such an important conversation to have, uh, especially for those of us who are believers, because there is a merciful and a grace-filled path to God um, through repentance. And on that note, we would love to hear your story because we know we all have a story and we would love to hear yours. And you can go to amiwon.net, which is a Voice of Hope's website. And uh, on the top right, you can click on email us and just send us kind of your story. It doesn't have to be too long. It can be long if you want it to, but we would love to hear kind of your story of your path to repentance. But anyway, Troy, last time we talked a little bit about kind of introducing this. We talked about Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Again, go back and listen to the last episode if you haven't had a chance to do that yet. But what do you want to say as we step into part two of the merciful path to repentance? There's a verse in the Psalms that talk about the mercy of the Lord leads us to repentance. And we were talking about in the last um, episode where you know, when we really think about sin and repentance, turning towards God, turning away from our sin that's causing destruction in our life, there is um, there is a process by which, you know, we could ask, well, I don't want to really talk about this because it's just difficult. And, and so we don't go there. And when I look at this, like it's the mercy of the Lord that leads us to repentance. And so if I'm going to live this victorious life, not just by the deeds that need to change, but by the, what's accomplished through this God's leadership in that process, which is to get us into relationship with him. We're going to experience victory. Like the outcome of that is fantastic. It is something we need, something we will want when we get there. Something that is fantastic. I mean, God is not just about the sin, but he hates the sin and he wants us to have an abundant life. So that whole process has to be filled out of the character of God. What is that character? It's his mercy. So it's his mercy that takes us to this place. Now, if that's true, and I believe it is, we could live in a path, on a path, where God's mercy is not, is not active. Like we're not, we're not receiving his mercy. We're receiving the opposite of that, which is to, to not be in a place where God is merciful. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> is there any other greater destruction? Than I don't that? want to be there. I know. <laughs> and so it's truly, in another version says it's his kindness. So out of the character of God in his kind, merciful way, he takes us to this place of a repentant life, a repentant state. And in that, we actually find life abundantly that he desires. And that's not the absence of sin. We will struggle for purposes here while we're here. But it's the process of leading him to us into a relationship that mercy makes way for. Yeah, and that is so anti kind of American. It's anti what what we're taught. We're, we're taught that don't step into sort of a, a place where you are 
opening up who you are to need grace and mercy, mm. right? Just go get it <laughs> yeah. and, and go get yours and work hard and, and kind of earn it, if you will. Right. But it's just a different posture. And, and we talked a lot about posture last time. So Yeah, and no, you just make me think right there, like what is the what is the profit of man if he gains his That's own right. life yet loses his soul? Yes. And so when I look around all the things in this life to be gained, you know, I'm envious of it in my flesh at times. Sure. And I'm like, I want that. I want that. I want more. I want more. And yet I could have all of that. If I don't have what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. what does it profit me? It profits me nothing. And so, like, I mean, what's the truth here? What's Is the world to be gained? Or is it for us to gain what Jesus came for, which is we can be in a relationship with him? Yeah. And there is so, I know, that does not have weight for a lot of people. It has weight for the believer if yeah, they know it, him. It should. Yeah, it should. <laughs> yeah. And when a, when a person who does not know him f- allows this and seeks this from God, their lives will change just in that process. And it's not that you'll have more. In fact, you may have less. Yeah, that's right. And if you get fooled by that, just know the fooling is not from God. The fooling is from the enemy because there's life is not about what we attain. It's what God gives to us. And so it's through the loss sometimes that we actually receive. Yeah. And so I'd, I would, it's easy to say this right now. I know it's a struggle, but I would rather have him and filled with him than to have the things of this world and be filled by that because it's never really filled anyway. Yeah, that's right. We, we think it's filled, but it's a, it's a false fulfillment for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay, so I know you got a couple, uh, maybe three different things that we can kind of focus on as we head kind of through this path of repentance. So what should we be focusing so on? So in that merciful path of repentance, one of the things that I, that I think about is out of 2 Corinthians, and it talks about a godly sorrow. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, what I was just mentioning. But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. When I thought about this, I'm like, you know what this is? The worldly sorrow, I think, is this, is that I don't care whether or not you know God or don't know God. Truth is truth. And a sinful life will eventually always reap destruction of some kind in your life. Mm -hmm. That's for the believer. That's for the unbeliever. That's right. There are consequences to actions no matter what. So many people come to God because of the consequences of their sin. Now, I believe they can come to God in true repentance, but I believe a lot of times what we actually see is not, not not a godly sorrow. It's a worldly sorrow. I'm sorrowful because my sin has caught up to me. You can at that point go to church. You can at that point do all these things and miss the fact that that's not the sorrow that he wants. He's not wanting you just to be sorrowful for the consequences the sins cause. I'm caused. sorry that I got caught. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. He, he, like, this is where the victory comes in. It feels on this side of sorrow, the godly sorrow, like, ah, I don't want to go there. But that's so not the character of God. When you go there, what you get from him is so life-changing and humbling that in that state, and you can see this through the stories of people's lives and the ones that we're asking even the listeners right now to go to our website, mi1.net, and write your story. 
the people that do this, they, they actually will attest and swear to the truth that the state of their life at that point is freeing mm. and is so much better than the state prior. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what did they gain? They gained the forgiveness and the cleansing from God in that relationship. That's what he's after. When we kind of have that right perspective and that right lens and that right posture and have a godly sorrow, what is it that we're met with? I think we see the other characteristics of God. We see that uh, through his patience, um, you see his wonderful kindness and that he's tolerant. Um, I mean, he's the one that said that the first description of love is love is patient. And so what we get with God, while we might have feared getting to this place, what we actually get with God is, is, is a love abounding more than we ever knew. He is patient with us. He does not condemn us. He's kind. He's tender. He's tolerant to us. I mean, this is the relational attributes of God. It wasn't about the sin. The sin is in the way of what it's about. And what it's about is a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And that place with him is, is the abundant life. It is the life. It is the one we have all longed for. If we were made by God and for God, then that direction has to start. And it has to start because he's already made the moves toward us. It has to start with our response toward him. And again, that, that's, <clears throat> it, it can be so hard for people, even people who have you know, been around church and, and heard this stuff for all their life, to, to realize that that relationship with God is the thing that is going to fill you up yeah. because there, there are, and you know, I'm sure you've heard lots of different ways that this has been said, but, but oftentimes people want Jesus plus mm-hmm. they want Jesus plus their car or Jesus plus their house or all the things of the world. Mm-hmm. And can we just settle on, you know, only Jesus, right? Like is, is, is that really enough for us? And that feels like another place for all of us to sort of be able to evaluate is all the stuff that you're describing that the kindness and the patience and all the things that we get, from a true relationship with God, is that enough mm-hmm. for us? That's the, it feels to me like the, one of the questions we have to ask. It is, and I like your, you know, when you said we go to Jesus plus, and I do believe it, that's how it starts. We go to Jesus truly, and then we look start looking around. But, and think about it. I mean, if the Lord does start to clean up our lives, life feels better, and that abundant life actually is happening. And so I think even in that, you can begin to, love life so much but then you're getting close to that plus that's right and so it's like god you know how do we get rid of the plus jesus plus i just i i mean we have to just it's like the discipline we have to keep it out of our life and keep it so simple that what it is really if god wants to add to your life in anything let him add it but don't let that become the thing that you begin to put your eyes on yeah um because when we leave here and we're with him, we're, we're not in need any longer. And so neither should we be in lust of anything any yeah. longer. What know? I'm hearing in my brain, and <laughs> I think this was a, a kind of a, um, a series that she did when I was in maybe college, but it was Ann Graham Lotz, mm-hmm. just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. I can hear her in her voice <laughs> saying that right now. That's so, good. Okay, before we go to commercial, what's one more thing kind of for us to be looking at? It's just, just looking at the description that we were talking about. Um, does this... You know, the, the question asked here is, you know, seen through his patience. Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness, his mercy is intended 
to turn you from your sin. And that is out of Romans 2, 4. And that's just, I mean, again, it's the descriptions of God and what he's leading us to. And the third one I would just say um, is just turning when we want. Is this an option? And after I break, I want to go over that a little. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to A Voice of Hope. Don't you just love the word renew? It offers a chance to take a look back while holding new possibilities in hand. It's a word that offers healing, but without the bonds of despair, and it seems to point us in a new direction while giving promise to move forward. This is Kim Peverall with A Voice of Hope. This ministry has been created to bring encouragement in a relevant, easy conversation. Through insights offered from Troy, Chris, and their guest, it's our desire that you'll become a voice of hope in your walks through life and into your community. Let's change the narrative of the last year and make a plan to choose positive perspective and embrace hope. Practice peace and fight your tendency to become anxious. Instead, pray. Pay attention to new ways to encourage others. Simple steps like these will affect change in your own life and spill over into your community. We invite you to find more resources for hopeful living at agape-counseling.org and equipandencourage.com. Hey, thanks for listening. We are honored to share this journey together. Welcome back to Voice of Hope. Chris Astor and Troy Peverall having a great conversation around just the merciful path of repentance. And Troy, you just got through uh, talking about how, you know, part of what we need to do is have a perspective where we have kind of a godly sorrow, not a worldly sorrow, that when we have that sorrow, we are met with a merciful God who's got patience for us and he's kind and tolerant. Um, But Mm -hmm. what about this whole turning when we want? And is is that really even an option? A verse, you know, John 8, 3, 6 says, if the Spirit sets you free, you are free indeed. And this verse has meant quite a bit to me uh, through the years um, because, again, the, the word that stands out here to me is the word if. It begins with this, if. When I saw this at some point in reading, I was, I was just taken back. Like, I think sometimes we have the idea that, you know, I'll just go to God some other time when I'm ready. You know, let me live this life. Let me chase this world. And when I'm ready, I'll go to God. But when I look at that verse, I'm going, wait a minute. If, if, I would tend, I would have thought that surely God wants me. Surely God will be there with me. And he, I know he's ever present close to us. But what if that word there, if, means that we don't have the luxury just to choose God at any point after we've lived our life the way we want. Like if that's true, um, that's a little scary. Mm -hmm. And so I do believe that, you know, sin has an ultimate consequence for, for eternity. Yes. But I think it has a, a consequence in this life. And I look at the first chapter of James, I see where the Lord gives us a way out and he's patient, and he gives us a wow, and he's patient, and he's waiting, and he's waiting. And it gets to this point where a death has to take place. Now, I don't think this just means a physical death. I mean, something in you begins to die. And to me, that's a little scary, because I know the Lord can be there at the end, but what if this is not at my choosing? This is at his calling. 
we would need to hear the Lord speak to us and respond to him on his terms, not our terms. And so that word if says to me that he is the only one. And if I go and I don't find him, for me it goes, it says go deeper, search for him harder, go grab a hold of him, shake him the best you can, chase after him because he's waiting. He wants to know how serious are you. And I believe this is in one of the parables where a neighbor is, you know, met with somebody wanting something from him and he doesn't have food. So he goes next door and he bangs on the door over here of his neighbor and he doesn't answer and he keeps banging and he keeps banging before he comes down and answers him. And that's the picture of God. And it's like, we need to chase and posture the Lord in such a way where this isn't just go to God when you want, go to God when he calls and mm-hmm. listen. Which means you have to be listening. Yeah, you have to be listening. For sure. So, Troy, one of the things that I know that you know we, we probably need to do is to change the way we think, and we need to have kind of a repentant state of mind, if you will. So mm-hmm. let's kind of finish our conversation today with kind of talking about what that could look like for people. Well, you know, I heard somebody recently say that when you're surviving, you can't dream. And I started thinking about sin. If sin has this consequence of death, you know, in this life as well, where something has to die and something begins to die in us, then what about, what do I, what am I left with? And I think I'm left with surviving. And I I look at sin and I go, we can get settled in it. We can long and strive for the things of this world. And that to me is not dreaming. And when I think about uh, the abundant life, I believe that that sin begins to be dealt with through this relationship with Jesus And I believe what we actually start to experience is the abundant life and dreaming once again because we're we're beginning to be filled up. And so what is what is it that I can do or anyone can do in this in this way to keep ourselves in a repentant state? And I believe that's the way it should be. And here's why. I was reminded this morning of this verse, his mercies are new every morning. I said, wait a minute, I need this every morning? And I think, yeah, I'm just not aware that I need his mercy every morning. I need his mercies every morning in the sense of what just his relationship provides, a recognition to all of God's goodness. I need his mercy with this evaluation before the Lord. It's not about how bad I am. It's about how good he is. But God will show you how good he is when you can have his attributes applied to your life by going to him and saying, Lord, show me in this way where what is needed in me to, 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 to deal with. What sin is in my life? Did I speak to someone in a way that I shouldn't have? Am I showing the, the godliness attributes that you have to other people? And when I do this day in, day out, the promise is to know that God's mercy is new every day. I need him every day. So I look at this and I go, to live a life like this is to live in a repentant state of being. And this is a good thing, not a shameful thing. It's so funny that you kind of mentioned when you're just surviving that you can't dream. I met with someone this morning at our church and they're in survival mode. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why they're in survival mode is because there's certain sin patterns that they can't get away from. Mm-hmm. And so it's so true that they are stuck and they are not able to dream beyond 
what their life is right now. Right. Because they're just surviving every yeah. single day. And and you could just tell kind of this weight. And it's it's none of kind of the freedom and none of the mm-hmm. the the kind of being alive in a relationship with God that you and I are talking about that we all mm-hmm. long for. But this person absolutely longs for that. Yeah. But they're just not there. Oh, and and it's good. just so painful to kind of watch. But, uh, you know, we, we all are there at different times. That's right. Christian, lives, and I, right? I mean, hearing that, I'm just reminded even now, and I think we talked about this a couple episodes, one of the, the sin patterns that I see even in my life is my tendency to rely upon ways of which I comfort myself. And yet to know that God wants to comfort me. So I even now I'm like, this is a pattern of sin that he's wanting to deal with me. And it's like, why? Why can I say that? Because there's really no shame in it. This is the dead flesh that keeps wanting to pop up. But God has made this victory for me in front of me through Jesus. And he wants me to have this. And I'm also, I also look back and I go, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I remember, um, actually it was actually before we started a counseling practice where I was literally going to my, my office, my new office, and praying on my knees um, for four or five things in life that were just so difficult. And one of those was a sin pattern. And I was praying, God, you know, take this from me, be, you know, free me from this. And it was about nine months in, and it had, God had taken it from me. It was so awesome because I had tried everything that I knew how to stop this as you're talking about the person that you spoke to this morning. And this is the thing I believers are not going to be okay with sin patterns Mm. because the Holy spirit lives in them. And so when you get convicted by God about something that is great, that is good. Thank God that when you feel convicted, Stay on that. That's his goodness and his mercy. He cares enough about you to get you yeah, away from that. That's right. Yeah. And so when I did this at nine, nine months, I heard, I heard the Lord say on my knees, that's, that's what this nine months has been for. I thought it was about take this from me. Do this, Lord. Do mm-hmm. this. And what I believe he was saying to me, it, well, this was not what I wanted. It wasn't just to take all this stuff or heal all this stuff from you. I wanted this right here, wow. which was a relationship with that's you it, yeah. at a deeper level. It's like that's why sin can be removed because God is after something bigger and better than that. Yeah. He's after you in that relationship. And he, he knows because of his character that sin is in the way. That's right. And so he wants to deal with you on that because he loves you and he wants to relate to you. Yeah. Okay. So as we close up today, so, so where does kind of being on this merciful path of repentance leave me? One, one thing I believe is that relationally, not religiously, it makes the relationship pure with him in, the, in these two ways. I believe this evaluation and conviction and going to him and asking him, show me these things, Lord, where sin is in the way of my life. And that conviction, I believe, because it's really relationally driven, it's not just he's going to get the sin out of your life and you're good to go. I think that we have a clarity of who we are in that process. Oh, my. It's an identity thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I see now. And we have a clarity of who he is. Oh, yeah, and I love you. And I have so much good for you. And so that, that relational purity, I believe, is, is the, one of the benefits that we get from doing this. The second one is it leaves us gratefully humbled 
Now, no man is going to say, hey, I'm a humble person. Um, I think we lost it when we said that. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same point, I believe that it does it does posture us when we posture ourselves before the Lord, because we're to humble ourselves before Him. I believe that we we reap the benefit of living a life in a in a way that's a humble state. That humble state, to me, one word that just seems to address it, that it takes away anxiety. Mm-hmm, it takes away anxiety in our life. We're no longer striving. Yep. And we're in a humble state. And a humble state, I believe, is we're trusting. We're living our life just in a whole different way. Third thing I believe that is it enables us to walk freely. Freely in the sense that, you know, when I'm ashamed to go to God, it's really showing me the picture that I don't trust him, that he's big enough for my sin. But when I go to him and he does take that sin away and he really is after a relationship with me, it frees me up from the weights that I have been carrying. And that those weights they bog us down. Mm-hmm. God has something good at the end of conviction for us. We're going to be in a whole different repentant state. Yeah. God, I have prayed, Lord, convict me. Yeah. Show me. Convict yeah. me today. Show me why. Because his nature's good. It's not to shame me. It's to set me free. Yeah, that's so good. Well, I would say um, we would love to help you if 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 you need help in this conversation, we've already mentioned that you can go to mi1.net. We'd love to hear kind of your story of your, your kind of path of repentance. And you can go to the website and top right, just click email us. But you can also go there if you just need help or you need someone to talk to or need some encouragement in the same way, just email us and we would love to kind of connect with you. So uh, we're thankful that you have listened to us today and we'll talk to you again next time on A Voice of Hope. <laughs>